Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Social Football. Uh, today uh, we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna do a match review on the Chelsea versus Man City game. That turned out to be quite a bummer, but we're gonna review it anyways. As I think it's a very important match that kind of exposes the seriousness of Chelsea's situation right now. So, uh, let's get right into it. So, uh, the game was a, a, uh, FA Cup game. Uh, it was the FA Cup, if I believe, uh, it was the FA Cup third round, uh, I believe, and, uh, Chelsea and Man City met again after meeting once at the bridge uh, earlier the uh, around four days ago for a Premier League game where Man City came out victorious 1-0 uh, and yeah so I mean after that and considering the team's overall uh, situation right now uh, uh, I didn't expect I didn't expect a win uh or anything close to that uh I I thought I I before the match I thought that a draw would be nice but uh it turns out that the re- reality was a 4-0 uh battering uh so yeah let's get right into it so uh, the starting lineups was uh, Man City had Stefan Ortega, uh, Kyle Walker at the right, uh, Akanji, uh, and Imeric Laporte, uh, and Sergio Gomez starting at the back four, with uh, three midfielders Bernardo Silva, Rodri, and Phil Foden, and then uh, Riyad Mahrez and uh, Julian Alvarez and Cole Palmer leading the lines. And then you have Chelsea, where uh, only one keeper, as uh, Edouard Mendy, is out with a, a finger fracture. So only only one keeper to go, and that's Kepa Arisavalaga. And on the left, uh, we have uh, Academy, uh, Academy uh, I would say, prospect, uh, Lewis Hall, and then Khalidou Koulibaly, who's... Uh, on bad form right now, and uh, Bashak Sher Humphreys, uh, who is also an ac- academy player that plays for the Chelsea Chelsea youth team, and Trevor Chaloba on the right. Uh, and then in the midfield we had uh Connor Gallagher, Jorginho in the center, and then Kovacic. We came out with a four three three lineup, and. On on the top, we went with Hakim Ziyech, who showed considerable form uh, in the league game against Man City, and Kai Havertz and Mason Mount. Uh, yeah, didn't turn out so well. We were battered, quite literally. And let's see. On the subs, we uh, Chelsea had uh, new signings, Ben Opadiasil, uh show which they announced... Whom they announced uh yesterday or the day before yesterday, so quite 
a small time gap, but yeah, still managed to make it into the lineup. And David Dacho Fofana. I mean, considering Chelsea's injury situation, it's really uh you can't. We have to go check uh at the you know what the medical staff are doing because it is insane how uh these players are getting injured. The rate of how they are getting injured is just crazy. It's just one after another. Each game we play, we we lose like two, one to two players, and absolutely, it was absolute. It's absolutely a bad time to be a Chelsea fan. But yeah, injuries cannot. So that's for sure. Injuries are playing a big part in our bad form right now. Let's see. Man City went with a very uh, heavily rotated lineup, I would say. They took out Ederson. Joao Cancelo didn't play. And then in the midfield line, they took out De Bruyne. And De Bruyne. And then in the front line, they took out the star man, Erling Haaland, but still managed to bang in four goals, which is very concerning. Uh, considering the fact that all of these starting main players for City were on the bench, yet we still got battered 4-0. And then, uh, I mean, the defeat is quite worrying because uh, it was a very one-sided match. The XG, XG, which is expected goals, uh, uh, calculated it was an all-time low for Chelsea. Uh they shot three they had three shots throughout the whole game and then they had which one uh they had one on-target shot. Uh, it's very concerning. So as I reiterate again, it's very concerning. So uh we managed to I mean Man City were dominating the game from 0 to night last minute and uh Chelsea were very uh, what do I say lethargic uh, I don't see that passion or that desire or hunger for the ball to get the ball but and Man City just they obliterated their de- uh Chelsea's defense so to start off Mares uh he uh, I think it was Lewis Hall that went into the tackle. Uh, it was, it was like, it was a good spot, I would say, but not a guaranteed spot. Yeah, it was a good. So in terms of your uh, Lewis Hall, Lewis Hall went into a tackle uh, on uh, Mares and uh, basically brought him down uh, right in front of the goal box and. I mean, Mares uh, went for the kick, and he banged it into the top corner. I mean, I think it uh, ricocheted off one of the Chelsea players, but nevertheless, it was a beautiful goal. Uh, just to be not being biased, but yeah, it was a very beautiful goal into the top corner. Kepa had no chance of saving that. That's for sure, but yeah, so we gave them a start. And the start didn't really look good. 
And then uh, we give them a penalty in the 29th minute because uh, after a VAR check, uh, it turns out that Havertz had touched the ball with his hand while uh, jumping for a header against Laporte. So uh, that's how uh, we gave them another chance to score and fully and alvarez i mean there was some altercation between alvarez and keppa keppa was trying to get into uh julian alvarez's head but uh and he got uh keppa managed to get his fingertip on the ball but that wasn't enough to stop the ball from going into the bottom corner of the net and yeah that's how they increased their lead by two so at this point it was the 30th minute so very i mean early i would say to concede two goals and yeah so and then before the half ends at minute 38 phil foden uh finishes off a very good play a good build-up play that he manages to take advantage of the very loosely defended uh, middle section. I would say not the two half spaces, the two flanks. Uh, uh, and Foden just managed to wiggle into that room and he finished off a third. Uh, the assist was by Kyle Walker, and yeah, so it was an easy tap-in, uh, yeah, and it's very painful watching the game, so, and that's how the first half ended, uh, I mean, at this point, as a Chelsea fan, you know you're not coming back, because Chelsea, I never remember Chelsea coming back from, uh, from a losing position. Uh, yeah, so, at this point, you might as well turn off the game, but I was still watching. And then, on minute 46, so as soon as the second half starts, uh, they sub in, Dave, Dave, uh, Graham Potter subs in, uh, David Dastro Fofana, new signing, new striker from, uh, I, the new Ivorian striker from Molde, and, uh, he subs in Dennis Zakaria from uh instead of Kai Havertz. Uh and then the Yeah, so nothing really happens until the fifty-eighth minute where uh Calvin Phillips replaces uh Rodri and then uh Joao Joao Cancelo replaces uh Sergio Gomez. Then yeah, then Jorginho is taken out, and Aspilicueta is uh, Cesar Aspilicueta is subbed on. And then uh, at the 63rd minute, uh, Omari Hutchinson, you know, one of the rising ballers uh, that I think he was saucing it up in the uh, under 19s, under 21s, I think so. He got a ch- chance, and I really want—I uh, personally really wanted to see the player play, since he was there was so much hype about him. So, 
and he looks like he has the potential to prosper. So I think, although he really didn't have anything to add to this game, uh, I think he will be a very bright future, bright future asset for Chelsea and for I don't know England or Nigeria, which. Uh, national team he ends up choosing but yeah and then uh, it was toward the very end uh the 85th minute and then he Chelsea gave another penalty to Manchester City uh Foden is taken down by uh as he he de- he gets taken b- down by uh Khalidou Koulibaly who I I wasn't really sure, but I guess yeah, um, the ref could have seen the situation. It's understandable that he saw the situation as a penalty situation, and yep, we ended up giving three over four goals through set pieces, two through penalties, and one through a free kick. Uh, not really good, and yeah, that's how it ended four zero. Overall, the players didn't really show a response. I mean. It's really concerning because towards the end of the game, uh, the fans were singing Potter. Uh, they were they were singing uh Roman Abramovich's name, uh Roman Abramovich, who some of you may not know is the former Chelsea owner. Uh, he, he had to sell the club because he was Russian, and uh, the England the English government, uh, Parliament didn't. Uh, forced him to sell the club, yeah. So and then, uh, new owners, uh, Todd Bowley and Co. His consortium, uh, came in and started owning the club since uh, I remember it was April or May, but yeah, around that time. So yeah, and then they started chanting Tuchel's name, <laughs> which. I mean, Tuchel, he's my favorite Chelsea manager of all time, uh, at least of what I've seen. And I have such a personal connection to him as more than any other manager. Uh, I mean, he meant so much to Chelsea and to the supporters. Uh, Just if you see like the TIFO that the fans brought out against the game against Spurs, I think. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but what are you going to do chanting Tuchel's name right now? It's, there's no chance that uh, they, the Todd Bowley is going to bring him back or or that even if uh, Todd Bowley decides to bring him back, there's no way that Tuchel's going to accept to come back. I mean, in the manner that... We, of which he was kicked out, I would say. After such a successful Chelsea career, after just one dip, he he was fired just like that. So, I mean, it was really rude of Chelsea, I think, of Todd Bowley to just let go of a manager that has a legacy here. And it's... But, I mean, I guess they had different plans and different visions. And I understand that, but... To the Chelsea supporters, I mean, 
what is the point of chanting Tuchel's name when you know that Graham Potter is not going to get fired? Or that they're not going to replace Graham Potter. They're not going to bring back Tuchel. So what is the point of chanting Tuchel's name in a game? I mean, I've got to set things straight. I mean, Chelsea's fan base, it's just something that I've been noticing. I mean, almost from the start of when I started to support Chelsea. The fans here are... What do I say? I mean, I am a Chelsea fan, but... I just don't like the toxicity that uh, some, some... A big part of the fan base brings. They they are very impatient and impulsive and very uh result oriented and being result oriented it's all fine but the problem with uh the fan base is that I feel like they are very impulsive, and they are the ones who make the club situation very unstable. You In Graham Potter, you were looking at a manager that has managed the club for four months now. Since uh, it, he, Tuchel was sacked on November, uh, when was it, September 7th, so about a week from then, uh, they pointed Graham Potter fairly f- quickly, so I would say about four months. You're looking at a manager who has managed the team for four months, didn't get his backing in the transfer window. Uh, you have to deal with players that you haven't chosen who are new to the club, which a few of them they are, that are in this situation where they were brought to the club and then a month after the the coach is sacked, so, I mean, it's a very unstable, the the instability of Chelsea is already underlying, even before you take everything out, plus the club has, is in the hands of a new owner, uh, so, it's a fresh start, and fresh starts are not always guaranteed to be sweet and dreamy. Uh, it may be rough, and that's how it's going so far. So you got to trust the process. And that's what many fans said. Because towards the end of Tuchel sacking, I would say, a lot of fans were saying Tuchel out, Tuchel out. I mean, you were looking at a manager who has managed the team uh, for six months and has won them the Champions League uh, in 10 years. And, I mean, the impulsiveness is just appalling at this point. There is no such... There's no trust between the supporters. It's just, if you don't... They're like robots. It's like playing football manager, quite literally. So, very disappointing, and how, how, I don't know, like, the opinions that I see on social media and the Instagram comment sections, they're just 
mind-blowingly dumb. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the club looks... You have to give Potter time. That's what we didn't do with Tuchel. So, at least, Todd Bowley has signed a five-year deal with uh, Potter. So, I mean, they're clearly looking at the long term. Uh, if you Just by the looks of his contract, it runs five years. That means you have a project, that a long-term project. So, just because... The results, which are very bad, to be honest, but you have to trust the process. Just like, uh, you know, Josh Kroenke uh, supported back to uh, Mikel Arteta during the hard times. I think it's very crucial that uh, Todd Bowley backs Graham Potter and the supporters also back him because uh, I feel like the fans are shaking the club and the club is very unstable at the moment, so, yeah, I think uh, Chelsea fans should shut up and just support the team, get get back, get on the back of your team, I mean, that's what fans are for, right, through thick and thin, so, yeah, I think it's very important that we trust the process rather than demand instantaneous results. Okay, thank you. I'll be back with another episode fairly soon as transfer window is bustling. So, yeah. See you next episode. Bye.